Welcome to your Life and Restaurant Podcast, the podcast of restaurant owners, by restaurant owners, for restaurant owners, where together we discover a better life, balance, and profits. Here is your host, Jose Pepe Lamas. Hello, welcome my restaurant heroes. Welcome to another episode of your life and restaurant, episode 34. And today we have a great, great podcast that's dedicated about some financial terms that are floating out there. Maybe sometimes you don't understand them, but that's what we're here for. We're here to explain them a little bit, how they are going to affect your life and your business. So stay tuned for this great podcast. So what I want to get into, I had a previous podcast where I talked about inflation, what it was, as how normal inflation happens, right? Things to go up. The trouble is when it starts going bananas as it is right now, I think it's the worst inflation in, in the U.S. in the last 40 years when things go up in, in, uh, in value. A lot of it has to do is because of the coronavirus pandemic that uh, all of a sudden, uh, I guess they started printing money or came from trees. I don't know. But the more money out there dilutes the value of the money, which means it's worth less, therefore inflation. So let's say you had 100 k in the bank. It's now your true buying power of it might be around 90000 which things got more expensive. And as you all know, they have something that's going on here in the U.S. And that's technically what inflation is. Everything's more expensive. Gas is expensive. And it's starting to affect uh, other companies. Starting to affect, I think, um, I I read that uh, Target has had one of the slowest, uh, uh, I think it had a 25% was low, 25% in sales. So people, consumers are starting to affect consumers' pockets. And what tends to happen is that you, uh, consumer spending tends to slow down, which could cause a recession. So right now, the, 80, the, the stock market flirted with a, with a bear market on Friday. Another term, what is a bear market? So the straight definition of a bear market, it's the 20% decline of stocks from its previous high. So I don't know if you follow stocks or if you, if you see stocks are, for example, there's the Dow Jones. That one's usually right now, I think its previous highs was in the 36,000s or something right now, something like that. I think right now it's under 31. Then you have also the S&P 500. And that one was on 3,000 something. It's in 2,900, something like that right now. And on Friday, it, they both dropped below 20% of its previous highs. That's what's considered a bear market in stocks. So, for example, if you had $100,000 at its peak, you checked at its highest and you had hundred k in your brokerage account, your stock account, and then you checked on Friday... You were down twenty thousand dollars. You were eighty thousand dollars. So that's with a hundred thousand. If you have two hundred thousand, then 
you're down 40,000. So you could see how, how people could panic from this. And uh, sometimes people get bear market and recession confused. It's two different things. Two different things. Bear market, as I said, is 20% decline from previous highs. A recession is more of a slowing of the economy, slowing consumer spending. There's less economic activity, less output of the GDP, which is the gross domestic product, which is what the economic activity that a country produces. And to to put it in layman's terms, people are buying stuff, there's less production. And the technical definition, it has to be for two quarters. For, so for six months, this gross GDP has to slow down. So why do people uh, panic because of bear market? Does a bear market signal a recession? Well, not always, but it can happen. There's been recessions that have been followed by a bear market. That uh, bear market, I'm sorry, has preceded a recession. Does that make, does that, are we heading towards one? Maybe, maybe the federal bank, the Fed, as they call it, is trying to raise interest rates and they're saying they might raise it uh, higher in the next month. And um, that's too slow down the economic activity. But sometimes by slowing it down, you slow it so much down that throws the country into a recession. So this is what's going on out there. If you if you like uh, economics and if you like to look into that, and 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 you should because you need to know what's going around and how it's gonna affect your personal life and your business. So you need to be, look into all this stuff. It's good to be familiarized with the terms. And sometimes, what I know a little bit about finance is that it's it's a little bit like the doctor profession. They like to use sometimes big words at us. I always thought it was funny how a concussion, if you heard a concussion, not concussion, concussions from the head, a concussion with a T, it just means a bruise. So doctors like to use all these fancy words. And also in finance, they like to use all these fancy words. Yield and bear market and inflation and all, all that stuff. And And sometimes I think it's just, to keep people a little dumb, to be honest. But it's, uh, that's why it's our job to, to educate ourselves and know what these terms mean and, and how they affect us. I remember before when uh, back in the day, there used to be the, the lingua franca. The lingua franca was, you know, when, when the Bible was in, in Latin that they didn't want, or in Hebrew, then Latin got translated but it was called lingua franca because only the people that were educated could understand it. They didn't want other people to stay uneducated and not know. And sometimes that's what happens still today. So I'm here to turn this into the vernacular. The vernacular is plain language, layman's terms. And that's what I'm trying to communicate across you through here. And we went through some definitions. We did really quickly what inflation was, a bear market and a recession is. So you have a little more knowledge in that. Okay, so what do we do about this? Well, stay informed, stay up to date what's going on, how it affects you, interest rates affect you, it affects, uh, as the rent, right now, at the bottom, I think uh, last year, interest rates were really low, meaning if you had anything in the bank, they were giving you 
pretty much nothing. Even the online banks that are usually give something, they were pretty much giving you nothing for your savings. So as the interest rates goes up, this online banks or, or even your bank or your certificates of deposit CDs, you should start getting a little better interest rates on those for, for saving some money. Okay, so how does this affect our business? Well, as I said earlier, people are starting to be a little bit more price conscious because uh, the gas and the inflation is starting to affect their pockets. Their paychecks, yes, there was pay increases across the board for almost every profession. That means minimum wage up and everybody's salaries went up. But then all those gains have been probably eroded by the inflation. They have been taken completely off. So it's starting to affect. So people are starting to be more conscious. They're trying to, they're actually now taking into consideration which uh, toothpaste to budget, which one will be a little bit cheaper, which food. So they're trying to substitute higher price items for lower ones. So that's good to know. It's starting to get there. People are starting to become more price conscious, which could impact your restaurant and your pricing. So that's actually got to be my tip number one on how to combat inflation, recession, bear market, all that. You need to be smart with your prices. Be intentional with your prices. Do you need to raise them? You probably do because, as I said, inflation is decreasing your profits because everything's higher for you as well. Yes, yeah, that, that needs to be passed down. Some of that needs to be passed down to your customers. But it has to be done smartly. Don't go crazy. And I have touched, touched on this also before through this term. It's called menu engineering where you design your menu. And you should give time to this. You should go and compare to see what other restaurants are charging in the area. And... And know what the value they bring, know the portion size, uh, how big is it, how, how is it presented, and then compare that to yours and see how much it costs you to produce that. Some things will be more expensive. For example, for me, the steak, steak's more expensive. I'm always going to make less money from dishes that count steak, so that needs to be reflected on the price. And that's something you have to do. You have to be very smart on your price increases. You need to know what to increase, what not to increase. Because as you know now, people are starting to be a little bit more price conscious. So that's something you need to look at. Look at your menu. For us, it's a good time right now. We're coming on our busy season. We're just around the corner of another summer. And we're expecting to make some money. It's usually when we make our money during the summer and... Um, I have done some twitches to the menu to to make sure we, we could turn a profit. We could turn a profit. We could make some money. And and over here in California, we're having, um, well, we're, we're one of the most states that's most heavily regulated. And it's fine. You just, you just got to know how to, for example, one of the things now here in California, if you have five or more employees, you have to offer a 401k plan. So that's an, another expense that's going to be it's going to take from your profit so you need to go look for more revenue to pay for that to make sure you don't take such a huge hit and that's uh the revenue comes from your pricing how you're pricing your 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 menus how you're pricing your catering orders 
and you need to be smart about this. You need to have some time and think about this. Look at your menu and see where can maybe this is a little too cheap compared to how everything else is right now. Because I'm pretty sure I just keep getting the notice from my vendors, price increase and price increase, right? So you need to be it's smart about it and um, make sure with the highest inflation in 40 years, make sure you're also priced accordingly. You don't want to be left on the sidelines. Tip number two, it's portion control. I mean, these tips are things you should always be doing, but now it's even more. You need to be more nip-tucking with this, more get more into them, as I would say. And portion control is another huge thing. As I always said, it's better to raise prices than reduce your portions. If people already know your portions, especially if you're an established restaurant that have been around for for a while, people are already familiar with what you bring. They already know what size that plate is. So instead of reducing the portion, I am the believer that's better to just raise the price because people could understand raising a price. But if you reduce that portion, they're going to feel short change. They're going to feel you're raising the price and making this lower, make giving me less food. They don't like that. They could understand a price increase, but they can understand a portion decrease. So the way to do it, it's always done your portions, how you done them, but make sure it's consistent across the board that's where your job comes in that's why as a restaurant hero as a restaurant leader as a restaurant owner you need to make sure those portions are are tight and you do this by pre-making stuff pre-bagging having the right size laterals serving spoons uh, weighing food uh, using the right containers so all of this, um, all of this uh, makes a difference. So, for example, let me give you an example. I used to have I have one size of rice and I have small size of rice. So I have one container for the rice and then I have I didn't know where to put my small rice. So we would just use the soup, the soup container. But that was a mistake. I mean, we're like, okay, just don't put it, fill it up all the way or whatever. But most of the time, the cooks will fill it up all the way. And it wouldn't look even, because then if you put it kind of low, people will be like, why don't you fill it up all the way, right? But technically, the soup container and my regular rice container was the same quantity. So I was giving them the same rice for the small price. So I had to adjust and I went out and bought a special container just for the small rice and small beans. So right there, I'm already saving some ounces. So it's little things like that. Look at your packaging. Look how it's being served. Look uh, look at the quantities that's being served. And make sure it's it's the right. And you're not over-serving. Because the margins in a restaurant are so thin. They're so thin. That you need to know. Make sure and know that you are making some money from them. And you know this more than ever. You're in there every day. And you see your numbers. And. It's not like shoes, right? That you can make, you're able to discount them 50% and still make money. We can't do that. And it's just part of the restaurant, but it's part of the, it's part of the industry 
the, the slim tight margins. And that's why it's important for you to have very good portion control. Get creative. If you're not in the kitchen all the time, just get in the kitchen. Look at look at what, how the cooks are doing. Look what they're serving and see what can I, how can I have a control of this? That's going to make sure I give the same thing every single time. And I'm not giving away too much because you need to. Or else over over the length of the year, an ounce that you're giving, two ounces that you're giving more, it adds up. It truly adds up. It could be could be a couple thousand that, that, that you're just letting go to waste. Because sometimes even if you serve too much, sometimes people won't even eat it. So you're not you're not getting that quarter. They're not getting that quarter. Nobody's getting that quarter. Now your employees aren't getting that quarter. It's going right to the trash. And we don't have the luxury to throw money in the trash, right? So that's number two, portion control. And now number three is payroll. Get creative with your payroll. The biggest expense, the prime costs, as they call them in the industry of, of restaurants, are food cost and payroll cost. Those are the biggest costs we have, food costs and payroll costs. And payroll, as I said, the wages have gone up so drastically. So, I mean, my payroll just... Boom, it took off lately because we had to stay competitive. We had to, there was a shortage of, of, of laborers as well. So we had to start paying more and paying more in order to to attain and retain employees. So obviously it's a significant cost now. So how do you get creative with payroll? Well, the way you get creative payroll, you, you look at your scheduling. Am I scheduling smart? Am I having people when I need them? Am I sending them out to break? Are they taking their breaks, their their lunches? Or or maybe I should I could schedule somebody in a half hour later. And, but make sure they're still making money. Like if uh, uh, in front of the house and the servers, uh, you know, sometimes there's like little dead zones. Like maybe you shouldn't have two people there. But make sure you schedule them. Make sure they still make money. But that you you you're also saving yourself half an hour here half an hour it adds up at i said at the end of the week at the end of the two that payroll that bi-weekly payroll or whatnot you you'll be saving some some money and so you have to look are they being are, are my employees being as efficient are they they're using the time correctly are 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 they uh, producing what they need to produce uh, do I have the people schedule at the right time? Maybe I'm scheduling them too soon. Maybe they're leaving too late. Maybe they should start a little bit ahead with their side work so they could leave earlier. So it's it's things you could look at that for them it's not especially front of the house. Front of the house, they go for the tips. Plain and simple. They go for the tips. Your dishwashers, your cooks—they're more dependent on making those hours, on making that time, so their their checks could be big. But front of the house, they see their winners. They see their win or lose based on that night, based on the tips. So get creative. See, make sure they still make their money. Make sure they still make their tips. But don't be overpaying. Also, don't be overpaying. It's not. A luxury we could afford. 
So if if you're there, if somebody's there, just try to get creative with the payroll. Try to see, compare how much you're selling on Mondays, how much you're selling on Tuesday, how much you're selling on Wednesdays, and 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 adjust your payroll according to that. And that's that's the way to do it. If if you if you take reservations, then that's even easier because you could dictate your staffing based on the reservations you have for that day. That's so much easier. Like we don't take reservations, so it's hard, it's hard for us in that regard. But there's a lot of places that do, so they schedule accordingly. They prepare food accordingly, which is so much easier. So that's something. Um, you need to take into consideration as well. So this brings us to the end of our podcast for today. It was a, it was a, I think it was a very inf- information podcast. I gave you some tips. I gave you some definitions of what's going out there. We went over what was inflation. We went over what was a bear market. We went over what a recession was. And we gave you three strategies to combat this in your restaurant. Smart price increases portion control and get creative with that payroll and you need to do that now you need to do that now you need to do that today because as the job as a leader that's why you're the restaurant hero and nobody else is gonna do that for you but but you need to to tackle that today once again thank you thank you for being a a loyal listener thank you for your downloads thank you for being subscribers I really appreciate this. We're already almost halfway through the year, end of May, so quick, and uh, it's going fast. Sometimes the older you get, the faster time seems to go. And that's the message I want to tell you is that you time's going to pass by. Try to be your best all the time. Try to have goals. Have something in the direction because time will pass by. Two years, three years, four years go by. So make sure you have those goals 5, 10, 15 years in the future so you have something to aim at. Thank you, my restaurant heroes. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Have a great day. Bye.